Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. This meeting of the Movie Council is now in session. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Movie Council podcast. I am your host, AJ Sherry. And alongside me, as always, the Movie Council's daddy, Dan Sherry. How are you doing? Hello. Buddy? Doing great. How are you, AJ? Excellent. Also joined by the man from Charlotte, Marky Bondera. That's How me. You doing, pal? I'm pretty good, man. Thanks. How you doing? Good. How's, uh, how's everyone's week been? Uh, not too bad. I was in uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota uh, for a few days this week. It wasn't too shabby. I, I missed my first flight ever on the way there. Oh, so wow, that was really? Yeah, that was uh, kind of like a, a shot to the ego. I never missed a flight before. The flight was like at 620. So I set my alarm. I thought I set my alarm for 4 a.m. I set it for 4 p.m. And uh, uh, woke up at 5.30 and was like, back, 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 back. And just grabbed everything as fast as I could. I, I tried to make it. Uh, it was movie style, though, for real. I got to the gate. And as mm-hmm. I was pulling up, the uh, ticket checker people were walking away. And I was like, I, I, that's my plan. They're like, it's too late. And I looked over uh, out the window and I saw them retracting the bridge right. from the airplane. <laughs> no! were you, were you, did you go into like Greg Fokker mode where you, you know, from, no, meet, I, the, from meet the parents? No. Or, I, did, I, or did you go I with the like cool. drop to your knees and look to the heavens? No. <laughs> <laughs> that I, in retrospect on hindsight that would have been hilarious <laughs> i i uh as embarrassed as i was for missing my flight i was kind of proud my proud of myself for uh keeping my cool as much as i did because there was like i said that the bridge was retracting i watched retract but it was attached to the plane for a couple minutes while i was staring at it so oh, i was yeah. thinking about being like Bitch, let me out of the fucking plane. No, but I just, I kept my. It's not like I got a bomb. Yeah. (laughs) I like, I want to blow up the plane. (laughs) It's not like I brought a gun. I'll shoot this fucking place up if you live me here. Bomb, 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 bombardier. But no, so uh, I just took a later flight and I didn't miss anything. But excellent. And you're here tonight. So, yeah. Here I am. So, uh, not not bad. I, I gotta say. So, uh, I I know we talked about it. I don't know if it was brought up on the on the podcast or not. But uh, you know, like a few God, like eight months ago or so, we basically inherited another cat. Like uh, Nicole's mom, she needed us to watch her cat for like a couple of weeks while they were getting their house remodeled. Oh right, yeah. And then the cat just stayed with us. <laughs> Well, well, as it turns out over this past like month or so, uh, that cat is actually quite sick and she has like lymphoma and it is now caught like we have spent well over a thousand dollars on this cat no, in the past month. Oh my God. <laughs> what are you going to do? But she is fucking adorable. She is care. the sweetest cat in the world. 
She just comes and sits on your chest and purrs and like. And that's what cats it, do. Oh, she is so adorable. So I get, I get you we, we got no problem. Yeah, no, no problem shelling out the money to fix this kitty. She is awesome. Whenever I see <laughs> my dog eating suspect things outside the house or going through the garbage or you know what have you, I, I always remind my dog that she has a four hundred dollar vet limit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you got a yeah. limit. Don't, right, right. Don't make, don't make me dive down your throat for that thing. Yeah. If she exceeds that, I'm just going to tell the doctor keeper. I go, oh, sorry. Yeah. Right. She exceeded. Yeah. She's, 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 she's she doesn't have anything left on her, anything left on her tab. Nope. Yeah. That's it. All right. Well, guys, oh, yeah. tonight, tonight we have a, uh, an amazing episode. Did you want to say something else, DP? Uh, yeah, just real quick. I just wanted to uh, plug out our email and our social medias. You can uh, you can find us. We're on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. We are at Movie Council Pod. And if you have an email for us, you can send it to MovieCouncilPod at gmail.com. Perfect. And tonight we have a really exciting episode. But speaking of emails. Yes, sir. I think we we did. received an email. Did we, we did. did we not? We we certainly did, and we it, it was from uh, one of our oldest and uh, you know most loyal listeners, Heidi Burghart, also a former employee. I believe she did get fired <laughs> at one point for yeah, yeah I think you know, right. interfering to it. So it's an ex employee, but still a listener, Heidi Burghart, yeah. and uh, she she sent us this email. It's kind of a long one, but let's get into it. She says, uh, "Good afternoon." Speaking of binge watching, which I don't know who is speaking of that, but I, I am binge listening to the podcast and trying to catch up. So this email has a lot of parts to it. So I apologize for the length now. On the guilty pleasure episode, Dan, come on, you should have led with Magic Mike. <laughs> and oh, you right. should be embarrassed. I agree. I agree. It and is not a good movie. I, I agree too. They, I, I don't know how I forgot that one that night because it is one of, yeah, oh boy. <laughs> uh, which says Grease and Dirty Dancing are actually great movies. I'm okay with those. Yeah, it, yeah, those, yeah I mean, maybe guys. for her, but for me, I, I, I'm still embarrassed. I love those movies. <laughs> Notoriously kind of chick flicks, I guess, but yeah. Uh, and she goes on to say, uh, I'm kind of shocked as either mom or I watched Ice Castles so much with all of you guys that none of you brought it up. That's not true. <laughs> I, I have seen Ice Castles because of them. But yeah, it's not it's not a movie I'd ever rewatch. Oh, it was this figure skating movie in yeah, the 80s some 80s, 80s trash like yeah. we were too young to fucking say no so like we had to right. watch it with my dumb sister but right <laughs> speaking of actually i just uh sent my sister this thing that uh is the uh, the same dance that they do in um uh dirty or no uh strictly ballroom Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Oh, <laughs> nice!" It's like, speaking of, I'm gonna watch it right now. And it's, uh, she had her four four year old son with him with her, mm-hmm. and she's oh. and he's bitching. <laughs> so that's that's she what made happens. him watch Strictly right. Ballroom too, right? Right, right. So now it's starting one. young. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and she says, uh, "So listening to all the fondest memories of Dad brought tears to my eyes, but happy ones." And Marky, I truly enjoyed your story with your dad. 
My fondest memory is when dad, who hated the fact that I did ballet, ballet and would come to my track meets and watch our softball games, but he would never come to my recitals. And one year I asked him, since I had a solo, and he actually came and it meant the world to me. Awesome. That and when he and my daughter, Samantha, would have what they would call tookitas and cheese, which was just Cheez-Its and Cheese Whiz. Oh, my God. And he would just listen to her babble and talk, and it would just melt my heart. Um, <laughs> and one time he finally told her that she could call him Grampy instead of Grumpy. And she just said, no, you'll always be grumpy, <laughs> which I yeah. actually remember. I was there that day. <laughs> really? My dad finally started to soften up and little baby Samantha was like, no, you're still grumpy. I, <laughs> I would always call her grumpy instead of grampy. <laughs> Sam's told me that story before, too, actually. Yeah. That's and funny. It was a sweet moment. Yeah. Uh, and so now for my question. Uh, to bring it to a more uplifting place. What is your funniest memory with mom or dad? My funnest, funniest memory with dad, I think involved AJ and Dan. But dad had gone out with his BFF Jack and came home a little tipsy. And I believe it was when I was pregnant and I, so I had a Burger King craving. And he gave me $5 and said, Bring me back as many onion rings as you can with $5. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a night I 100% remember as well. Nice. It was fucking... Yeah, I mean, this was... Yeah, I mean... This is when she was pregnant with Samantha? Yeah. So this I, I, like I was a, a teenager. 90. Yeah. So I, you know, I knew what was going on, but Boy, was my dad fucking loaded. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. He, like, passed out on the couch. I think he fell over onto the floor that night, too. It was, oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah dad, dad, Daddy drank a lot. <laughs> In if, case you were if, wondering where AJ and I get it. <laughs> if you uh, even didn't, I mean, yeah. Dude, if you, if you didn't know, like, what drunk was, then you'd be seriously concerned for your parents' health, right? Right, like, You see yeah. him, like, fall through a coffee table. What's wrong? Yeah. Like I said, I, I was old enough to know what was going on at that point. But I do. I have one. I remember there was so, like when uh, growing up, uh, Christmas time. My my brother Matt, his birthday is December twentieth. So for a lot of Christmas, this is what we would do. We'd wait until after his birthday before we'd put up a Christmas tree, because you mm. know, like my parents didn't want to you know, kind of make him feel like his birthday was part of Christmas. They wanted his birthday to be a special thing. And That's then nice. Christmas came afterwards. So I remember one year, uh, actually Tim and the Booker man were with us and we we're looking for a Christmas tree on like the 23rd, maybe, uh -huh. you know, it's like a couple of days before we went to this place. They had a, they only had a couple left and they were terrible and they were overcharging. And I just remember the lady was like, my dad looked at a couple. I was like, "I right, forget it. Let's just go. These are terrible. And the lady just would not stop. Like she followed us all the way to the car being like, are you sure you don't want this one? We can give you a discount on this. Like followed us to the car to the point Weird. where my father finally stopped and said, 
lady, leave us the fuck alone. We're not <laughs> buying a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, Tim and Pat and I just started fucking busting out laughing. <laughs> it That's was awesome. just a funny thing. Because especially, you know, like when you're a kid, it, you, you never think to tell someone to fuck off. Right. And when dad finally told this lady to fuck off. <laughs> Hell yeah. It was just the best. So. I imagine uh, Grumpy having like a super thick Boston accent too. Is that true? I, yeah. Yeah, it was. It wasn't so bad. It wasn't like he was from Revere, but yeah, he had he had a bit of an accent. So yeah, that's um, funny. Which, which, if you're not from here, you don't understand the Revere line. But no, people I, I don't, from I don't around understand. here know fucking Revere, dude. So is that different than like a? Uh, there's... there's definitely some regional Boston uh-huh. accents. Like you can kind of tell if you're. You know, you live up here long enough, like the people from, you know, New Hampshire versus the people from like Revere or East Boston area. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Mark, Marky, there's levels to this. <laughs> yeah, yes, there definitely is. So, gotcha. Um, all right, let's share this. Like I said, this is a long email. Um, she says, I actually, hopefully, I actually got one. I actually, I actually got one. On oh, good. Funny that's, thing. Ah, I'd love to hear it. Let's go. Well, <sighs> It, it, it's a short one, and it, it's funny because uh, it has to do with movies, actually home movies, really. So I don't know who was ever holding the video camera, but we had a video camera that was sometimes like filming just inopportune moments. I don't know how to, else to put it. Mm-hmm. But my my father was recorded saying just some funny shit. Like, yes, <laughs> I remember some of these. Like, too. there was, yeah, there was one one video in particular where somebody's walking out the door. And we got the camera rolling. He goes, "Get a coat on." He just, you know, <laughs> like, he just, just is like his trade, his trademark, just like you know, I don't know, dad. Uh, outburst dad thing. You yeah, know, yeah. And he just get a coat on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he just, there was just so many of those little, uh, and just having them on film was just. And we would we would just play them on repeat. We just put That's the hilarious. VHS put the VHS in. You just keep playing it because yeah. it was so hilarious to hear him say that. And, and Dad he walks found, in. Like, he found he found right right. He found it about five percent as funny as we did. You know, like right. just, <laughs> which made it even funnier actually. That he, right. Uh, yeah. yeah. So just a little one, but he mm-hmm. also. When we used to watch stand-up comedy together, if mm. a comic was if a comic was bombing, he would just he would say the words, "This guy ain't making it." Yeah. <laughs> Any comic that was bombing, yeah, you know, this guy didn't quite make it. Yeah, <laughs> that was his. You know, that was his. That was his. Like you know, like we give you know five star ratings to our movies. Uh-huh. That's him. That was him with stand-up comedy. That's he would just funny. either the guy was making him laugh out of his chair, or the guy ain't quite making it. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. I, I've so, got um, Yeah, go, go ahead, DP. I, I was going to say I've got a story, uh, but I'll let you finish first. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say like if uh, it wow it well way back when like Comedy Central used to pretty much only show stand up comedy like mm-hmm. before yep. Salt Park yep. and shows. That's all it was. It's like twenty four seven stand up comedy. And yeah, we would watch it with dad all the time. That's how my love of stand up began was That's yeah. watching that. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So you said, um, 
that you had like a you know related to movies i've i've got one that's related to movies and it's it might only be funny to me and my siblings and mm-hmm. it's <laughs> part of the reason why it's so funny to us is because of like the action like the hand action that would that happened mm-hmm. so i'll try to describe it as best i can for our audio listeners but this was my mom and this is when the first lord of the rings movie came out in theaters and we all went to watch it as a, a family mm-hmm. and in the uh, the climax of that film i believe it's a climax like the last battle of that film was when uh like boromir gets killed by the orcs you know he takes like seven arrows to the chest um and then there's that big ass orc that gets into a fight with aragorn and it ends up where like aragorn uh runs a sword through the orc's gut and the the orc grabs aragorn by like the neck and like Mm -hmm. pulls him in like slowly i look over my mom is white knuckling the chair and like at the edge <laughs> of her seat and Aragorn pours the sword out and chops the orc's head off. And my mom just goes, chop, <laughs> does, does, does the swing motion with her hand goes, chop, and just like says it out loud. She was so into the movie that she did the action and everything. And to this day, all of us, every once in a while, will just be like, chop, just chop. Out, out loud. Yeah. <laughs> That is those are just like the fucking best moments where like you can just say one thing like you I'm sure with with your sisters and everything Mm -hmm. you can just say chop and they'll know Mm -hmm. exactly what the fuck you're talking about Mm -hmm. it's like family members family members let their guard down with each other you know and that's when funny shit happens yeah so the best yeah um all right, so let's finish up this email. Uh, there's not much more. She she does say, uh, hopefully by now, Timmy and Drew have seen Top Gun Maverick. Nope. It was amazing. It really did deliver. I saw it on Memorial Day weekend and dragged Tim, her husband, uh, who didn't want to go, but he also loved it in the end. Um, He's probably got a Top Gun shirt now. Yeah. Dylan Berge. <laughs> And uh, she right. says, so I do not think the episode where Dan started out spilling coffee was a train wreck. I thought it was entertaining. We all have bad days, and the pro- podcast brings us joy. And like my nephew, Danny, I appreciate all the recommendations, as I would never have watched Blow the Man Down, but I did, and I love that. Uh and I just started the show The Bear and love that as well. Yeah, good show. <laughs> um, as always, love you all. Keep podcasting. And I am proud that the behavior has been better lately. Uh, e- even though Timmy has been on hiatus, even when he was on the last few episodes, he didn't even use the C word. So I'm proud of you That's, all. That can't be right. Love your sister and HR director. Yeah, I don't know what that cunt's talking about. We drop the C word all the time. <laughs> and there is no way TW did not. Yeah, he definitely that, that did not. Yeah. Yeah, 100% he did. So. <laughs> but Heidi, thank you so much for the email. Like I said, yeah, we, hey. we love reading emails. If you got anything, it's uh, moviecouncilpod at Gmail. And yeah, we love reading them. Get sent us any, any of your thoughts on uh, the movies we're talking about. Anything you want to hear us talk about, let us know. Yeah. 
You know, and one thing too, I don't know if we've uh, really mentioned this before, but um, for anybody that might want to write in, um, if you've got any recommendations for movies, movie or show that you're really enjoying mm-hmm. that uh, we haven't talked about that you think um, we should you might like, about. yeah, or yeah, or if you know, um, just for our viewing pleasure, let us know because there's so much yeah. shit out there right now. I, I know. I, I've, I, for one, just started watching the show Dark on Netflix. It came mm-hmm. out in 2019. I am super sucked into that show. I watched seven hours, seven episodes over three days. I just downloaded a whole Damn. clip of them on my iPad. Did, this did, did, you, one of my did, you wa- did you watch them dubbed or did you watch them subtitled? Uh, subtitled German German language with Excellent. English subtitles. Yeah, yeah you gotta good, you, you gotta get that German you know inflection. Yeah, of course. I, of course. I, I can Shiza. It's just it's great when it comes from them. Great. Yeah, there so, are certain shows and stuff where you have to watch the subtitle one. Like I remember what uh what the fuck is that? The big one that was on Netflix. The uh was it from Japan or South Korea? The one Squid with, Game. Squid Game. Yeah. I tried watching the dub version. I couldn't get through the first episode. Like the dubbing is terrible. You have to yeah. watch it and just read the subtitles because otherwise, like the, it just throws off the performance and yeah. like, just everything doesn't fit with the I, dubbed version. You got to watch the original. Yeah, yeah, I don't trust the dubbed. All, All right, guys. guys. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, I'll okay. let you go. go. I was just thinking. I don't know, like who? Why is there nobody in the? in the dub game and the dub business, they always seem to like scrape the bottom of the barrel of a guy that can like barely talk. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, it's like the, it's like the second rate version. They're not going right. to get anybody good. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. The cheapest um, person out there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. So tonight we, we have a, we have a lot to get to. Do you guys want to, do you guys, do you guys want to, do you guys want to throw any movie news you might have, or do you want to get straight to our reviews? Do you guys have anything tonight? Um, um, I, I mean, there's a couple things. Well, so so last week we did record like a short, like late night drunken episode. There was only like maybe 30 minutes that right. we're going to tack on to maybe this episode, another episode. Check out but, our Patreon. Check out our Patreon for the <laughs> two million Patreon episode. Just yeah. an interlude. We do not have a Patreon, <laughs> but uh, we did have uh, we covered a little bit of news just real quick, like about the the Batgirl movie that got scrapped, even though yeah, it dropped yeah, yeah. ninety million dollars and right. shit like that. But we'll, we'll sure. pack that on. Uh, other than that, yeah, I don't got much uh, in the way of movie news. So sure. let's get right into our uh, our reviews because we've got a Absolutely. couple of points. Yes, we do. So. Um, last week, uh, I think we all watched it the week before last. Uh, we all got it. I mean, besides the second movie, but not okay. We were planning on reviewing anyway. So, uh, Hulu um, has released a couple uh, movies. I don't think they hit the theater at all. Right? Either of them did. No. Um, right. Um, so the first one we should talk about tonight, I think, is the first one we were going to talk about anyway, which is called Not Okay, starring Zoe Duch and Dylan O'Brien and Mia uh, uh, Isaac. Is that her name? Yes. Um, yeah, Mia Isaac. Do you think yeah. it's Duch? I think this was like her Dutch first role. Deutsch. Dutch or Deutsch? I don't know what, how I you heard pronounce. Zoe Deutsch is what I've heard. Deutsch. Okay. 
I mean, that's Fair from enough. people on TikTok, so who the fuck knows? <laughs> Isn't that how you spell Dutch, though? Uh, it could be, or, or D-U-T-C-H is Dutch. Oh, right, right, right. So she was okay. also in a, in a she was also in a film this this year we all we all liked called the outfit also yes. Dylan O'Brien also with mm-hmm. Dylan O'Brien um, so it follows Zoe's character Danny uh, who's an aimless aspiring writer with no friends and no romantic prospects and no followers who fakes an Instagram friendly trip to Paris in the hopes of boosting her social media clout. When a terrifying incident strikes the city of lights, Danny unwittingly falls into a, a lie bigger than she ever imagined. She returns a hero, even striking up a one like the friendship with Maya, Mia Isaac's character, Rowan, who is a school shooting survivor dedicated to societal change and scooping up uh, the man of her dreams, uh, Colin, played by Dylan O'Brien. So that's the setup for this um, film. Um, who wants to go first? What what what'd you guys think of this film? Marky, what did you think of yeah. Not Okay? I, I liked it all around for the most part. Um, I you know, it's uh labeled for the genre as a as a comedy drama, and I think that nails it. It's um it's uh probably maybe 75 comedy, uh 25% drama, or like maybe a 70-30, in my opinion. Because I thought the movie was fun and funny. You know, and it, it, the, the stuff that it touches on, some of the subjects that, that it revolves around are very serious and um, can get kind of dark. But for the most part, I thought it was, to me at least, it was funny. Dylan O'Brien, I thought was hilarious. He was a hoot, man. That character that he played, he plays an influencer. And just the shit that comes out of his mouth is like internet catchphrases the whole time. Like when he's just walking around in public in real life, I thought it was good. Um, the, the acting all around, I thought was really good. Um, the, 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 the topics that they tried to like, maybe pull a moral from, like, I don't like that didn't, they didn't do it that well, but it didn't bother me because I, that wasn't why I liked the movie. I, you know, I liked it for the other reasons. Um, I like the ending. We can get into that later as we kind of talk more about the film. Sure. Um, and, you know, I, as, as we talk more about it, I'll kind of uh, reveal to you different parts and maybe even jog my memory of sure. different things that I liked about it. But for, for the most part, all around, yeah, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. DP, you want to jump in here? Yeah. Um, I, I actually thought this movie was fucking great. Um, it, like you said, like it, it, it had something to say, and I think they did a very good job of saying what they wanted to say about uh, kind of just the social media culture and, you know, just kind of how fucking fickle people are. And, um, and the, the way they told it, I thought was excellent. Like the whole movie, it felt like, like, like it felt like, they were very, very slowly sticking this knife into you. And you knew at some point that fucking knife was going to twist. Mm-hmm. But they just slowly, slowly, slowly stuck it in. And then finally at the end, they fucking twist it. And it was like brutal. 
because you know so like this girl danny like initially like her reasoning was you know like pure it was more just like kind of fun like oh hey no no one's really gonna it was really the boy that she she was trying to get the attention of the boy yeah she she wanted to impress this absolute raging douchebag (laughs) Yeah, played by Dylan, Dylan O'Brien, O'Brien the, the who is awesome as a douchebag. My God, right. he pulled off douchebags so well, so well. And it kind of, it kind of bugged me because part of what made him super douchey was the fact that he was constantly like vaping. And yeah. as someone that vapes, like, <laughs> kind of <laughs> fucking hated it. <laughs> but at the same time, I got it. So that was, was just okay a piece of his douchiness. Like, he, yeah, he hit like the gamut on every other. Oh. Boy, did he ever. Yeah. And um, this is so, yeah, like she started off just wanting to impress this boy and, you know, shit just snowballed on her. And you, you kind of felt bad for her as it went, even though she was shitty. Like yes. it was a shitty thing for her to do. And the way the way she handled it was shitty. Right. But yet, for some reason, you still kind of felt bad for her Sympathy. as yeah. things started going worse and worse and things started blowing up. And she meets this young girl, uh, like I said, played by Mia Isaac, who I thought was excellent. Nailed this, the, this girl was so good as a, like a school shooting survivor and, you know. And a public speaker. Yeah. And, and again, as we've seen over the years, um, yeah, and this is something that happens. These some of these like teenage kids, the camera gets stuck in their face because they were at a school that got shot up, and you know some of them handle it well, some of them don't. And this girl was doing a good job handling it, and uh, and and that's the other thing. And I guess that's kind of uh, the question this movie asks is like. Do the ends justify the means? Because this girl, Danny, even though she was full of shit, she did bring way more eyes and way more publicity to, you know, this whole thing, to the to PTSD and to dealing with trauma like this. And so even though way more people were now paying attention to it and, you know, sympathizing with this girl and sympathizing with the plight of trauma uh, the the fact that she fucking lied about it does that matter so much if you know the ends were you know or could have been at least good so i, I like yeah. I, th- I think that's an interesting question that this movie brings up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i could see that um because really what the people are pissed about like the public in the movie because everyone jumps on her side when uh, she's this uh, terrorist attack survivor. Yeah, everyone's she's like, a oh my victim. god, you're everyone's, so right, yeah. right. You're so brave. Everyone's all about it. And then when they find out that she's been lying about it, they the world turns on her. And like, mm. there's like a montage of them vilifying her, and they like oh, they boy, say that she's worse than vilify her yeah, too. They, oh, they say that she's worse than Hitler and shit. Mm-hmm. When really, you know, comparatively, all she did was lie about where she was. Like mm-hmm. she did not do anything, but the, the, this would 1000% happen if this was a real life, if the internet like was behind a person Absolutely. and they found out they lied, they would, hundred percent. there yeah. would be death threats. And the, that's what this movie showed too. Like they dox her, they give away her address and like, 
shit starts happening to her just because mm-hmm. now everyone's super fucking pissed that uh, they lied and there's this bandwagon thing of hate that ends up coming about it. So that in itself is kind of like a like a almost like a moral I didn't think about of like and and this story of how quick and dark things can turn when relatively in the grand scheme of things what she did is very minuscule. I mean it's just a lie. Yeah. It didn't necessarily I don't think if I remember right didn't necessarily hurt anybody um in mm-hmm. this context. But AJ, what'd you think about it? Well I gotta tell you um I agree with a lot of what you're, you guys are saying, uh, individual, like uh, individual parts of it, mm-hmm. uh, or little pieces of it, but I don't, and I struggle with this movie because while I was watching it, the entire runtime, I was, I was pretty entertained. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 I enjoyed watching it. I was never bored. I was Good never saying and stuff. Yeah, and 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 I thought, as DP said, the performances were terrific. They really were individually. Each performance was terrific. Dylan O'Brien did do a great job as the the douchey guy and and all this stuff. I also think, like as far as messages go, they weren't really saying anything I I haven't heard before about this stuff. we weren't really bringing a lot of new things to the table to me. Um, and I also thought, like, they were trying to say a, a, almost too much. I could see that. At times. You know, they were almost like, is this about, you know, her, the titular character, who I thought got lost in this a little bit. Is is, is it about her... Um, you know, wanting to be popular and wanting to be an influencer, wanting to be, be, be you know, be seen and 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 acknowledged and and have this guy, you know, have the guy pay attention to her, or you know, is it about PTSD, or is it about the school shooting stuff? Is it about gun violence? It's, it was just about a lot of things, right? And I felt like. I don't know. It kind of got lost. The message kind of got lost to me at times. But like I said, I was entertained during it. I thought the perform like Zoe Deutsch. Sorry, I'm from butchering her last name. But she Deutsch. was awesome. She was awesome, and I I'm really um, optimistic about you know some of these up and coming um, actor, right. actors and actresses. Yeah, I think there's a lot of cool. She was um, world's difference between this and the outfit. Yeah, was well, so, so much range. You right. know what I mean? And there's a lot of people like that are up and coming that maybe aren't fully known yet. And they're just getting their opportunities now. And mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. That's cool to see. I thought the writing was sharp at times. I thought uh, Mia Isaac's character was cool. Like there was a lot to like about this. Yeah. So I'm a little bit torn. Um at the end of the day, uh, Marky, you want you didn't bring you didn't really talk about it. You wanted to kind of circle back to this, maybe, but we talked about the end of it. Was that right? You, that was like yes. I, uh, yeah, um, I didn't want to so talk about end, too much too right, soon. But, that's yeah. fine. That's fine. Um, everybody, if you want to see the movie, see it. There'll be spoilers. Well, I just made yeah. and even in our discussion, I didn't want to run. From oh, the sure, to the sure. End but in, like, the first I actually, th- I thought that the ending was appropriate. I thought I did they, too. I thought it was yeah. great. It was symbolic. It was yeah. Good. I, th- I thought that was smart how they ended it. I thought uh, so. That's the thing. They kind of like 
they started it great, they ended it great, and there was a little bit in the middle that kind of um, I didn't well, you're love. Right. But like they the beginning, the beginning when she's when stuff. she's in when she's in her boss's office, she's just a photo editor, right? Like yeah. she's like pitching this like uh, why am I sad like article. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, the, and the boss is like, you are a photo editor, you right? Are not a journalist. You're not. That was author. really funny stuff, and like her just yeah. lack of like connecting to like reality was her, her parents was are really rich funny. and she's like she's bitching about all this stuff right like, right woe so, is me like i don't live in like the nicest the nicer part of new york city that i want to live in and yeah right she's, right she has everything but she's like it says that nothing's going for her like it's it's funny so so i'm like kind of torn with this film but i i thought it had a lot of potential you know mm-hmm. it had a lot of potential to be a great film and to say something i don't know exactly what the what the message should have been i'm just i just think there were a lot of them well i didn't connect with the entire thing yeah i'd like to touch on that too yeah go ahead i was going to say that it you know i i I see what you mean but at the same time i feel like it's almost uh the movie the movie itself is very modern and uh what is happening and all those different subjects i feel like are very modernist too it's almost like in the background noise of our own life, there's just this pressure, this hailstorm of all these dramatic events that are happening all the time. The school shootings, uh, these mm-hmm. terrorist attacks, this pressure to be uh, famous and materialistic with this girl. That's what she aspires to be. She aspires to be famous for nothing. Like she's, she can't contribute anything. Yeah. She ends it, up becoming it, it, it's like famous. social media culture. Of yes. how, like, you know, it's one thing one day, it's another thing the next day. Right. But, you know, it, it's all about clicks and not about substance. And so, uh, like, I think they did a great job of showing that. Like, the, the, especially, like I said, with Dylan O'Brien's character. So, yeah. Like, an absolute raging douchebag from, like, Maine. That's yeah. like this. That was my favorite cool part of the movie. Dude. And it's like, dude, you're from fucking Maine. You're that was my favorite part joke. of the movie. Yeah. He's yeah, across I, can, the hall but, saying all this shit. He's like, yeah, yeah, can, Maine. But he's huge because he gets yeah. lots of clicks. Yeah. You can, know? I, can I can I ask you guys mm-hmm. something? Do you do you think that Danny? Um, I I know she was sitting in, in the audience. Um, you know. Yeah, with the hood on and everything. Do you think she actually learned something? Do you think she actually? I think so. Found, found I some sort of clarity did, because, yeah. because honestly, when she was sitting in that auditorium, she had her phone up with like a pre-written Speech. thing she was going to say to her. Right. And I thought to, when I saw her doing that, looking at that, referring to that, I thought to myself, she still doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. She, she still she doesn't didn't. get it. Like she can't speak from the heart. She can't just fall, I agree, on her, right. fall on her sword and just say, I fucked up. I suck. Like, honestly, you're an amazing person. I suck. And, you know, that, I'm, not, that I'm was, not asking you for forgiveness. I'm just, I'm just coming, you know, I'm just coming to you for, for amends, like actual amends. And then, and then when she sort of kept listening to the right. speech, she kept listening to this, that, that, that mm-hmm. performance. I think she kind of did. It did click with her in my head. It yeah. did click with her. I think so. And that's why she walked out. Like at the yeah. end, she didn't even bother. Like she, she was like, okay, I got you. 
hearing hearing the spoken word poetry she's like oh i fucking get it okay yep i'm gonna use the shit i'm gonna go now (laughs) yeah right right so that so the ending did like i said like the way i I began what i was saying by by, uh began my critique sort of was saying i love the beginning i love the end i love the performances i thought the end was definitely appropriate you know yeah and well yeah one thing that i wrote down that i noticed um in in the ending in that spoken word thing uh danny sanders the character when she doesn't say anything and she walks away she quite literally fades into the background because they're in a dark auditorium and she walks up the mm-hmm. stairs to the back and she walks yeah. into the shadows so i certainly think the director cool. the writer director i don't know if it's the same writer and director i'd have to look yes at that. it okay. is it's uh this girl named quinn shepherd right she's only like she's like 26 27 years right. old she's like a young that... fucking kid and she yeah fucking she is actually so, during the um like the support group for people that were called out that Danny was at near the end uh-huh. she was one of the people in that That's support funny. group oh, okay yeah. and i'll tell you dp there are a lot of like up and coming creators like that 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 are mm-hmm. you know to watch out for and cool you know shit. like yeah. i don't think that this film was perfect but i think she's got you know there's a got, lot of she's got something you know there was a lot of good jokes in there too like yeah, that, yeah speaking yes, of yes, that support yes. group at the very end there's the sign that says reserved for kendall jenner k jenner yes like, yeah, yeah. kendall jenner was a running joke through the movie that he yes, just like yes. mentioned her. yeah there was that. the through yeah. there was a through line there that was kind of funny yeah, yeah. you're right you're right Mm-hmm. So there, there's some um, good stuff in there. Uh, some pretty original I, jokes that, like I said, the Dylan O'Brien character was a trip. That part where he's, that's my favorite part of the movie when he's in the office after he's had sex with Danny and they meet back up like at the office and he's trying to holler at her and she wants nothing to do with him. And she walks away and he's just like spitting shit as she leaves. And he's saying just like all this out loud in person. He's saying like this clickbaity internet mm-hmm. lingo. Yeah. Down the and he's like the only person that's paying attention is uh I forget the name of the uh uh Parker is it the name of the Parker. yeah the one Parker. the one that outed Danny yeah right right yeah. right yeah and she's like watching watching uh Dylan O'Brien's <laughs> character to say all this stuff and he's like she got that thicky thicky though you know what I'm saying like oh, holler at him. <laughs> you're from fucking Maine <laughs> it's like all right Harper we all know shit about each other okay and I so. was dying laughing at that I loved it. So it, one thing I loved about this movie too, like, uh, so I watched it with Nicole and like, we, we kept pausing it to talk about shit. And then afterwards we talked about shit. And, and so I get, I get a question for you guys that we, we talked about. Um, what do you guys think? So, so Harper there gave Danny the option, like right. you can either admit it yourself, come out and say, you know that you're lying or i'm going to out you right and so what i was wondering like if she had just let harper out her would she have been better off would like people have felt bad for her because this fucking mean girl is trying to get her and like out her on the internet or would um, it still been the same fallout you know like because like, i mean it's kind of what the whole movie was about it was just how fucking fickle people are on the right. internet and how full of shit everyone really is when they're you know that's just typing yeah. shit and they're online would it have been better for her to let harper out her um good question maybe, I, mean, maybe. It it, I guess it right. would have also determined or depended on how uh danny 
reacted to Harper to outing the outing, her. right? Yeah. Right, right. If she yeah. like f- denied it, or if she right, just she like, could yes, she could have play, you know? played off that herself right. somehow. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, again, this they, was a conversation we had after the movies. So. Yeah, <laughs> if she would have denied it, I mean, it, at you know, the end of the day, she, like a like split party, you know, right? Like but I, I would believe I think, her and people that didn't. I think at the end of the day, she probably just wanted to somehow control the narrative. But I, I think that. Even her statement to me, she still didn't right. get it. She, yeah. she didn't. No, I don't think she no. did until the yeah, very her end statement of the movie. Was That's why fucking uh, the, Mia's character, what's her name? Uh, Rowan. 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 Uh, yeah. Was still so pissed at her. Like, right. uh, yeah, you admitted it sort of. And like, you, right. you still kind she was of hedging. played the victim. Right. She was hedging. Out. She was really hedging, you know? Yeah. Uh, to, I to think many you could, degrees. You could even argue at the end of the movie that she didn't learn her lesson. And, and the only reason she walked away is because that Rowan had the stage and she would have outspoken her. You know, right. like it's it's, it's still Perhaps. could have mm-hmm. um but I, I think that in the and it wasn't until the last seconds of the movie that she realized. Yeah, her, I like I like to folly. think that I like to think that at the very closing she did finally get it. Mm-hmm. But it, it took so much. Mm-hmm. For her to get it, it took so much. You but, know, but there were there were a lot of times throughout the movie where it seemed like she was getting it. You know, like after the the firecrackers on the stage, right. and she was I in the she, hospital with her. Yeah, yeah. You know, she was really upset and crying. It seemed like she was getting it, and that's when you started to kind of feel for her. And but yet you still knew that shit was coming where she was gonna get outed. And so like even though you felt for her, you knew she was full of shit. It was this weird like feeling they left you with. It was, you know, that's why I liked it so much. One thing one yeah, one thing that I uh ended up really liking about the movie too was the the character that she kept imagining with a hood on. So like, you know, mm-hmm. she she lied about being in a terrorist attack. And she sees an image on the news about who they think was the sus, you know, their suspect of this terrorist attack. It's this guy, this person with like a, a green, almost rain jacket looking thing with the hood up. Yeah. And as she's going about her daily life in her waking hours, she's hallucinating this person in like the crowd, mm-hmm. you know, like around the corner with this hood up. And for the most of the time while this is going on, it's interesting it was interesting to me because it's like she has PTSD of the event that wasn't real. Or yeah. I'm sorry. She has PTSD of the event that she wasn't. She at. wasn't there. Yeah. So but yet it's still somehow it's affecting her. Right. Yeah. Still sees right. this person. And then she, later in the movie, you f- it kind of reveals in her dreams that this person in the raincoat to her is herself that has been following her around. You know, it's like it's mm-hmm. her own psyche fucking with her. Right. So it was, it was an, an interesting kind of flip on that. For a yeah. little while, okay. I thought that was kind of like the truth following her or something. Mm-hmm. Like what mm-hmm. really happened, you know, following her. I around. think you're right. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah, it was like her her subconscious, like being exactly. Like, this is too big. This is too much of a lie. Like this is this isn't going to go well. She had that moment where she could have just told the truth, and mm-hmm. she went down the other road. You know, and once yeah. you go down that road, uh, you have to fully commit. And she yeah. she had to fully commit. So and uh, DP mentioned earlier too the um, Zoe Zoe Deutsch uh, mm-hmm. as her her ability and also the writing of the character was really well because the character and what uh, Zoe Deutsch does 
is like this is like a, a you know a piece of shit more or less it's this per- like super selfish person mm-hmm. but as this stuff goes on and you see it from her perspective because you're as the viewer you're following her around you you start to feel like a lot of sympathy i did watching her I like, did, like yeah you, i kind yeah, of feel bad for her you do even though she's yeah. doing it to herself and like some of it starts to snowball like you know uh, mm-hmm. sure it was originally her lie but then uh things really start to take off and when she does the airport thing and like sneaks herself into the returning passengers from Paris, that really cemented at that point too, though, she was lying because uh, work and her parents were calling her like, Oh my God, are you okay? And she's like, fuck. And like, I had to like pretend to be coming back. Um, The the last thing I'll say about it too, is that, that her dad, I, I found like funny and emotional now that, I'm a dad. Like when she comes back from this terrorist attack that she faked being at, her dad can't stop crying when he sees her. Like every time he sees her, he just starts bawling, crying, which is funny to me. But at the same time, like I get it. Like if you thought your kid had died and then you see them, like how would you hold it together? Mm -hmm. And then later in the movie, at the very end, near the end, when uh, the whole internet and the world has turned on Danny, um, she's in her kitchen and her mom even gives her some shit. And her dad she just does. comes up. Yeah. And her dad just comes over and gives her a hug and like Danny yeah, like falls apart. Like that is that to me, like I started tearing up. I was like, fuck, you know, yeah, her dad just were, fucking uh, loves her. Like just I so much. Dads are like that though. You know, I yeah. think they, you know, they're willing they to overlook that with the stuff. internet yeah. says they right. they, they, they're going to overlook all that because my they baby love girl. Their, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, so, that was a sweet moment. It was cer- certainly a lot of uh, interesting discourse, right? I don't know, um, and great performances. And I'm, I'm glad I saw this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we want to? And I gotta wanna... say, I look forward to Shepard's what she's gonna do next. The director, right? Right. right, right. What's her name again? Quinn Shepard. Quinn Shepard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, these uh, are things. These are things we should, you know, make sure we write down. Right. Look for the next. Yeah. Film from Quinn Shepard. You know. That's impressive. You said twenty six, twenty seven. Keep our eyes on mm-hmm. on that. You know. We we ought to. You know, as as a movie council, I think we're responsible for that sort of stuff. Right. You know, pay attention to the next film that comes out from this, because there's there's a lot of talent there for sure. Yeah, it's also yeah. a unique enough name. I think I can go ahead Even and log it to memory right now. And you, yeah. you know what I was saying earlier about like this film never bored me. There was a cool style to it. No, mm-hmm. it was great. The you pacing, know? everything sure. was fantastic. The pacing, the music, like they did it the way it was shot. It was done well. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and it was lots of interesting a, characters. It was casted well. The casting yes. was mm-hmm. terrific. Yeah, so, like I said, that girl yeah. Mia Isaac, I thought was excellent. And yes, I think like, agree. she hasn't done much before this, like a couple little things here and there, like a short and, you know, some TV thing. But like she hasn't done much, yeah. but she was excellent. You, you know, that yeah. was something that was like just a nice little um, uh, movie detail that was nice when they uh, uh, Rowan and Danny were at that initial um, self or whatever, the, the group meeting. Oh, and right, right, right. The they, support they, group. A support group thank you and they exchange numbers and roman shows her her phone and she has a 704 area code number i was like huh that's charlotte and then ah. later it com- <laughs> later it turns out that rowan is a shooting survivor school shooting survivor from a north carolina school that's right so, yeah you know it was just a nice movie detailed not to see a 
five 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 like the phone number that she had was actually a charlotte north carolina area code it's kind of nice interesting interesting so guys do we want to we want to go around and give a five-star rating for this film uh, not okay yeah i'd do it yeah marky what do you got um you know lately i've been uh not to say to be so long-winded in my answer but um <laughs> i still just th- give me a number whenever whenever i uh rate a movie now after watching the Northmen because I think I rated the Northmen at three and a half and I wanted to love that movie so much. I feel like sure. I, I feel like I'm now like more harsh on the you know before I was just like you know five stars for everybody. But now <laughs> um making it rain with five stars. Right. <laughs> so in this one, you know, because of the pacing, because of the soundtrack, because of the solid acting, yeah, um because it. of the the original jokes, like I was interested i wrote a lot of notes down to talk about tonight like yeah it had me so uh i'd say i'm gonna go with a 3.85 it's it's uh more than more than three and a quarter it's a three and three and seven eighths 3.825 sure Sure. i'm gonna jump in here because dp looks like looks like he's deep in thought of yeah uh, what he wants to give it where i'm at with this but yeah yeah. so let, let me let me jump in here um, I'm not as high as on it as you are, Marky. I'm a little torn because there, there's some great stuff here, um, and I and I did like I said, I was not. I, I might even watch it again just to try to, you know, glean some more stuff from it just to see, you know. But I'm not. I'm not as high as you, Marky. But mm-hmm. I'm about a three point four. Okay. Out of five. Okay. I like that. I like that we're throwing like a little more granular numbers yeah. here. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, we let's gotta, do it. Let's do it. Ride, yeah. ride it. Ride it. Yeah, it's not quite a four. Not quite a three and a half. Yes, not, not even a three and a three quarters. I'm it's, like, right. it's in there. It's in there somewhere. But let's yeah. let, let's fine tune it. Uh, DP, whenever you're ready, buddy. Yeah, you know what I I, I love a movie that. Like makes me want to fucking talk about it afterwards and have conversations and Good think point. about it. And this movie made me do that. I give this a solid four and a quarter. Yeah, I thought this was point. an excellent, excellent film. Uh, like I said, it, it made it took us. I think it's like an hour and forty-five minute movie. Yeah, I think yep. it took us like two and a half, two two hours and fifteen minutes to watch mm-hmm. it. Because we kept pausing to like talk about shit and be like, okay. oh my God, you do, what do you think of this? And what do you think of that? So it took us a while to watch it. And then we mm-hmm. talked a lot afterwards. So I love when a movie makes me do that. So yeah, I'm a, a four and a quarter on this one. Yeah. So, so you know, if, if we're uh, Rotten Tomatoes reviewers, it's, it's, it is fresh. It is fresh yeah. on our, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's worth a watch for sure. It's, it um, is. I, I would, I would I would recommend it to somebody mm-hmm. uh, with you know like mild reservations, but but I would still recommend right. it. You know, so what I mean? something that uh, in a nutshell I might tell somebody is that it's not groundbreaking, but there's enough originality into it that Touché. you recommend seeing it for sure. It's just, it's just well done all around. I mean, there's uh, everything about it was well done. I mean, there's you can't you can't really knock it for something that they slouched on. 
nope production design seemed like on on point like it, it was very well paced like you said you mentioned that yeah. mark yeah, a couple of times i feel like that was almost the most important thing about the movie because there was so much been, going yeah. on there was such yeah. a mix of things and characters it may, that, it may have been it may have swayed me a little more towards the positive i mean the, mm-hmm. the pacing was good and and the performances by by the way right. um I'm going to be always looking for something Zoe Deutsch is in, so, you know. Yeah, and, and, and uh, Quinn Shepard. Yeah, the next film. Yep. Yeah. So, guys, that was an awesome conversation, by the way. So, yeah. um, want to take a break and and, yeah. and then and then we and then we can get into the second film here. So, yeah, uh, guys, we'll be right. Me. Everybody will be right back. And we're back. Um. All right, so let's get into our second review. We got two reviews tonight, so um, buckle in. So the next film is also a Hulu original film. Um, it takes place in the Predator universe. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's called Prey. And uh, let me let me let me let me get to my my Prey page. Is that a thing can, can, can I just say uh, while you're getting to that? Prey, I believe, is now the most watched movie in Hulu history. Oh, lovely. Yeah. So it's 92% on Rotten Tomatoes by the critics. Okay. Uh, set in the Comanche Nation 300 years ago. So it's a uh, it's Predator uh, origin, not even origin. It's just, it's Predator in like, like a long time ago with no technology. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the, mm-hmm. with the humans that have no technology. Praise the story of a young woman, Naru, who is played by Amber Midthunder, um, who I love in this, by the way. A yeah. fierce and highly skilled warrior. She's been raised in the shadow of some of the most legendary hunters who roam the Great Plains. So when danger threatens her camp, she sets out to protect her people. The prey she stalks ultimately confronts her not to be a highly evolved alien predator with a technically advanced arsenal resulting in a vicious and terrifying showdown. Between the two adversaries, a DP, another one that's uh, you know clocks in under two hours. It's about it's about a hundred minutes, and mm-hmm. uh, it's it, it's tight. Who wants to who wants to get into this? I, I gotta tell you, Prey was so fucking entertaining. Who wants to talk about it first? I, I started first last time, so go ahead, one of you guys. I, I can I, go I, ahead, DP. Jump yeah, in. I, I, I'll just say real quick. Um, th- this movie was fun as fuck. Wow, right? yeah, was. like man, you, you know, the 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 characters were all strong. The um, the the way they laid the whole thing out and the the build up to the final fight, like God, what fucking great build up! The, the, yeah. that's, I think that was the strong suit of this movie was the way they brought you to that climax. Like it, it was really well done really really fun characters uh people you cared about too like by the end, i fucking love that girl by the end mm-hmm. I, oh yeah, my she's god awesome. by the end i was so so on her side and like yeah and, and her fucking dog ah oh, love yeah, the dog was awesome yeah yeah so, face it he he kicked ass yeah, Fuck yeah uh, I did. this was a great great like action fun old school movie i it I, was, I it was, it was. Marky, I'm gonna make you hold off for a second. I'm gonna tell you, I loved praying. And like when we talked last week, I was I mentioned this obviously. I know you were gonna watch it anyway, Marky. But 
Yeah. Um, I brought it up anyway. And I had so much fun watching this movie. It just, I'm not, and honestly, I'm not a Predator person. I don't know much about Predator. The Predator universe is what, like seven movies in the Predator universe? I don't, I probably have seen maybe the first one. I don't remember. Um, Mark, you don't get mad at me, but, uh, <laughs> but this one, it's not just a Predator film. I think I mentioned this less. It's like a coming of age film. Yeah. For the young protagonist who is not considered all that. Um, she's not, they don't think she's capable. Her, her, her kin, right. her, her brother who's, who's like a major warrior. Um, and then, he, you know, his boys and the people in, the, in their tribe, they don't really think she's she's like, a, you know, she can gather herbs and make medicines and and track and stuff. But she's not. She's the gatherer of the hunter gatherer tribe. Right. That's what they're, that's what not, they're trying to. Exactly. Into. Right. The, the, exactly. This whole movie was watch out who you underestimate. Exactly. <laughs> you know? She's a she's percent. a hunter and the gatherer. She's everything. She's, yeah. she's super smart. Right. So she's very well-rounded. She can do it all, but she wants to prove herself. Yeah. But she also is the first one to realize that something not possibly human or something that they've never seen before is out there. Mm -hmm. There are tracks, there are signs, there are things out there that it, that, that, that point to something that they're not like, not a lion, not a bear, something else yeah and she has a hard time convincing those around her that that is the case and there are others in the world that have seen this or have experienced this thing these fur trappers who are also in the mix and they cause a lot of problems and it it's just it's there are a lot of great shots of the land and the vistas and like the just uh it's just it's a beautifully shot film i don't think all the special effects worked 100 percent well but um some of them were dodgy but but that's okay that's okay i think overall the film works so well on so many levels yeah marky talk to me so i thoroughly enjoyed it um i have seen i think all of the iterations of the the the, the, the predator entries i think yeah. i've seen them all um, I personally would rate this one. I, I uh, before we started talking, I was thinking I would rate it number three as far as far as my favorite uh, behind Predator One, the original with Arnold being my favorite, and then the sequel Predator Two with Danny Glover being my second favorite, and then this one mm -hmm. being my third favorite. But now I'm kind of teetering, like I don't know, like this one is, might be like a, a, a viable candidate for my second favorite you can't beat the original um but what you were saying about like the the vistas and the way this movie was shot the, the hulu fucking gave us our money's worth for mm -hmm. paying the monthly subscription this came straight to hulu didn't go to theaters this movie was surprisingly well done for being a straight to stream movie i was very surprised by that um i you know i'm glad it did but i would argue that this movie should have gone to maybe they just thought that the Predators franchise had been, uh, you know, some of the previous entries lately had flopped. So yeah, yeah, maybe they were they just did. like, you know what? We're not even going to try. Like, this is a streaming movie. But 
it blew the last three out of the water. Like, it would have worked. It would have worked really well on the big screen, don't you? I think I so. Think it, oh yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So what I've heard is it had something to do with like Disney buying 20th Century Fox, and it had something to do with rights. Where mm. like if they released it in the theaters, then like contractually it would have to be shown like on hbo max afterwards huh. whereas if they didn't release it in the theaters they could just release it on you know like their hulu or whatever yeah such so a strange like it, it, it's might have been something like that i heard something to that effect at least yeah i yeah. guess but, that makes sense it, yeah it, it, I, it would it would make sense if there's some thing more right. or less political behind, behind it. the sign um, political shit yeah but, but you know you what know, you know we all have decent tvs i'm sure 4k whatever it it mm-hmm. it, it, it shined through on those it did uh, on those it was great screens. and yeah. as far as the uh the overall like uh story of the movie you know the as i was after i was done watching it um i was thinking that the the predator's story is like kind of there's i don't know it's it's like it's they're not hitting anything new or at least they're they're um they're following the same methodology you can't really do anything new with the way that this story is the character the main character being a predator that's the continuing Mm. character right throughout all these and so what he is and what he does you don't really have a lot of wiggle room of telling a different type of story. He comes to earth. He kills a bunch of people. There's always uh, a group of characters that you get to know. He kills most of, if not nine Mm -hmm. out of 10 of them off. And then there's one that bests him at the end. Like that's just like the, the formula of these movies that's the way it's always been done but at the same time like this movie while while still following that seemed to stay fresh and that it was like uh this and i I thought about this for a while and i even read up some stuff online later seeing what other people thought this predator that was in this movie was himself like a young hunter because of the way he acted and every fight mm-hmm. that he got into, even with the, the fauna, the animals on earth, like he got bit by the wolf. He got mauled by the bear. He got shot by the French trappers. Like he was getting fucked up along the way where like Arnold Schwarzenegger's predator was just this like silent assassin that took out this, these elite commandos the whole time. So it seems like in this movie, this this might be dissecting it a little bit too much, but like I said, I'm a bit of a predator connoisseur. This uh, this version of this alien, he himself was trying to prove himself as a young hunter, and mm-hmm. him and uh, the protagonist going head to head, both trying to prove amongst their clans what they could do. That was interesting. I, I um, think part of it too is because it's you know a couple hundred years earlier. Uh-huh. This predator just doesn't have the same technology as the predator that fucked up Arnold. I've, you know, I've, like I've you heard, could even yes. tell with some of the like the you know, like his mask and his stuff. His helmet, and yeah. The the fact that his like uh you know targeting laser system. targeting system didn't work 
a hundred percent right and that's how she's in spoiler alert that's how she ends up fucking him up at the right end, little like, subtle, subtle details like that i think yeah kind of cool so, yeah so i think part of it is just because it is from it like it's an earlier version of Predator. i've heard i've heard that too and i, I think that's a valid argument another mm-hmm. thing that i heard was that um or another theory that someone uh proposed that i read was that the weapon systems that he brought was more in line with uh who he was going to be hunting so like when he fought the bear and the wolf he only used his claws because he was like going tooth and nail with the animal when right. he fought the right. uh the the indians with the bows and arrows he too had a granted it was laser guided but he was shooting arrows out of his like wrist rocket thing mm-hmm. so like yeah he, such an interesting thing that he was sort of like um fighting them on their turf in their on, way and they're on their yes um not obviously not similar weapons but right kind of you know in a way right uh-huh. in a way um similar the, level of weapon yeah yeah he, yeah this this my predator, favorite weapon was that shield thing that he was like fucking decapitating yeah right? mm-hmm. that thing he, was vicious the predator in this movie was running uh just head first into these fights um mm. he was taking a lot of damage and like it, it he, a lot of disregard for his own personal safety i guess maybe it was arrogance or something right but, you know i can turn invisible so i can just do whatever i want mm-hmm. and, and that, that's another thing so like uh when i was when i first started the tonight talking about this you know like we've seen so much of these predator movies when i say we i mean me and the other nerds on the internet have seen so many hey, of these predator movies that i feel like there isn't a lot the the first movie worked so well because it was the original the second one worked well because it was in a different setting and it it showed more of what the predator could do and uh it was that was interesting and then everything subsequent from there was yeah. Uh, versus predator it was just rehashing things right you almost wonder why this one was even made but it was done in such a cool way right so this one still was rehashing things that as somebody that has seen them all kind of you know there's not like a necessarily a surprise of it of what the predator can do or what it will do or what it's there to do yeah but it was still interesting and unique and because of the setting, because of the way the movie was filmed, the shots, the, the open landscape of America and this untouched time and uh, these uh, indigenous peoples. And then later in the film, they run into the, um, yeah, uh, the like the immigrants, fur trappers, the, the French, French fur trappers that were yeah, pieces of shit. Which, pricks. by the way... It, that part there like where she comes upon all like the buffalo that have been skinned yeah and you know initially your first thought is like wow why the the predator fucking skinned all these things yeah and then you find out it was these french cunts so yeah (laughs) i'll tell you that this film had some heart man like Mm -hmm. and the main and the main the the lead uh was amber mid thunder she Mm -hmm. was she drove all that. She oh, that drove. Was, she drove that heart. Like she. That was, was another thing, though, too. This she was um, awesome. Besides the uh, besides the French fur trappers and the actor that was in the predator costume, the whole movie was cast by uh, Native American people, American mm-hmm. indigenous people, which is the 
there, there was something I saw a blurb that's saying that this is the first film in like uh, American history that had a full Native American cast. It was pretty wild. I mean, that's uh, sad in one aspect because you know we used to just do like white and Italian dudes and red face yeah, cast a yeah. bunch of Mexicans as Native right. Americans. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, Naru, uh, Amber Midthug, she was awesome, and they all they all did pretty she well. She was awesome. You and got she, the, you, she, you got the feeling that they, these were not uh, day job acting people, right? Like no. this wasn't their their thing. But they all did well. They all they all did yeah. their parts really well. I, I know I know the lead character. She's been in some other stuff from what I've okay. seen, but um, she was. There were times where she, it was just like her on screen, no other actors traversing the landscape and kind of just you know what i mean carrying the the scenes on her own and she did mm-hmm. a great job she did and then a really that, great job that dog that we mentioned um yeah they, he was awesome that dog had a lot of character it was really good her yeah, companion he was cool that was throughout the movie mm-hmm. i don't know a lot about dogs but I, that dog to me looked like a uh, a red healer which i thought was an australian dog but i guess it doesn't that's not to say that that dog wasn't also kind of native to america either yeah, she hasn't been in a ton of stuff, but she's been in a few things. Uh, so, got a small role in one of my favorite movies ever, Hell or High Water. Oh, really? Yeah, she has like the, the, you know, a quick scene in that, but yeah. yeah. I gotcha. She's, in it. she's been in a few TV shows, Longmire, Roswell, New Mexico, Legion. Um, she was in a movie called The Ice Road last year. Interesting. Uh, oh, Liam Neeson. Yeah, Liam Neeson. Oh, I saw that one. Oh, that was yeah. actually adapted, I think, from a like a uh, like a Swedish or a European movie. Yeah, it was um, supposed to be terrible, but anyway, <laughs> I, I I'm pretty sure I saw both versions. But so she's she's got some she's got some stuff and some you know no you know. Um. Anyway, she did a great job. I Another really thing, enjoyed all of all of this film. Yes, no complaints. You know, another thing I liked too was the um, hierarchy of animals that the predator fought. Oh you know, like yes, his, his they did a cool it, job of that. I they, thought it, they, it was almost like uh, the yes, the movie like sh- showed this uh, predator chain, right? Because it was it, what did it show first? Like an insect, maybe, and then like the mouse got the insect, and then the oh, rattlesnake this, got right. the mouse, and then predator got the rattlesnake, and yeah, and skinned it. But, yeah. And then there's the wolf, the chasing the rabbit, and predator gets the wolf, and yeah, there, and there the was bear. a lot of that kind of like um, imagery, and that was kind of cool. I thought mm-hmm. that was really cool mm-hmm. uh, how they did all that, and just I guess like the the actual predator alien or whatever versus like that kind of nature, that primal thing mm-hmm. that they were that they were uh, showing us was really cool and uh, really as- freaking cool. As a um, predator connoisseur, the uh, predators from the Arnold movie and the predators from the uh, movie Predator Two, yeah, those those predator characters in those films are decorated uh, with skulls on their body from like previous kills, and in this Hulu movie, like what where this. Uh, discussion online and like where i was reading how the idea of this being a young predator besides his actions 
when he kills that wolf, you know, he uh, like melts the flesh off and gets the skull. He attaches the skull to his belt. That's the first skull that he has on his person. So Uh, that in itself kind of shows that, you know, this is a a new young uh, predator out making a name for himself. And that's the, the first one he adds to his collection. Yeah, it's just it it just brings sort of like a like a different sort of sheds sort of a different light on the predator, mm-hmm. the predator itself, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's so interesting. I, I I I was so entertained by this, so entertained by this. Any 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 final thoughts from anyone on on, on predator? I mean, prey. Uh, I I will say this about prey. I thought the um, it, it was just so fucking badass. How, you know, at the beginning, how she had like like the paint on her face, yeah. like the black paint, yeah. and then by the end, she has the fucking glow in the dark predator blood, yeah, on her across face. her face. Oh just, yeah, oh, it just looked fucking badass. Cool yeah. shit. Cool shit. Yeah, very cool. That's a really that's a really cool yeah. detail. Yeah, I thought that, that was that awesome. They went, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, there's there's a a handful of nods to uh the other predator movies particularly the first and second one Mm -hmm. um her brother at one point says if it if it bleeds we can kill it yeah that's a that's a line from straight from the first one from the first one Um, that's awesome there's a point where she falls in the mud pit and she completely Mm. gets covered in mud and she crawls out that's a nod to arnold in the first one Mm -hmm. Um, that's awesome which which i thought was kind of cool in the in the movie there's this Plant, There's one point may, she goes fictional. Do it now. <laughs> Does she? Which is another line straight. I didn't catch that one. Arnold. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Do it. Do it now. <laughs> um, there's when that does, flower. When does she? When does she say that? Yeah, I don't remember that one. One of the parts where, like, you know, when she's fighting him at the end, and she's like, uh, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." I think I know what you mean. The thing there, waiting for him to fall into the pit. Oh yes, yes, that, yes, yes. That's actually that's that's a big nod because that's Arnold uh, when he delivered that line, he was yeah, setting a pretty trap. Much the same, do it right, kill me, do it, do it now. Um, <laughs> that's a great Arnold pressure market. Thank you. Anyway, and then uh, the biggest, it's not so much a nod as it is just a continuation in the lore of the uh, Predator story. Um, at the end of the movie the protagonist gives that flintlock pistol to the chief of the tribe yes. and it has mm-hmm. the name uh, inscribed on the side with the date like 1715 and the movie predator 2 once danny glover kills the predator in the climax he's like in the uh, underground of the city and he kills this predator after he does that then like a ship of predators appear and they come out, but they don't attack him. They almost like show him uh, respect for be- beating a predator. And one of the predators that comes out of the ship tosses him that exact flintlock pistol with the same name and the same really? name. The sa- yep, that is the exact huh. same pistol that is given to Danny Glover and the end of Predator 2. So there's been some buzz online. Like, what does this mean? Like, where does this connect? And... Um, for people like me, we just hope that there's going to be a continuation. And I really think there will be with the success of Prey. There will be uh, a sequel. Hopefully they do it as well as this one. 
and Mm -hmm. maybe we can start tying in some more of this fan fiction of like what this flintlock pistol there was a yeah i read i went deep and there's a there's a, a graphic novel where that flintlock pistol came from but uh the author of that article pointed out that that graphic novel wouldn't line up with how this story has played out without getting too much into details like they just the the plots wouldn't line up but it'd be interesting to see in, in this movie world where they put right it would strike me as like the prey thing is like the origins of that flintlock obviously Mm-hmm. And then it kind of goes from there, right? Because she in, in the movie Prey, she gets that flintlock from the dying Frenchman. Yes, that lo- that lost his leg. Yes, um, and then she gives it over to her chief, and and then that's at the very end of the movie he flips it over. And for anybody that's seen Predator Two, because uh, I saw that and I was like, holy shit! And I had to Google it real quick. I'm like, is that the yeah. same pistol? And it is. Um, and it, it was it was it was a cool moment in Predator Two when Danny Glover got it because then it revealed at the end of the second movie that predators have been on earth for at least the past 300 years. Um, and then, and with the movie prey, which I think is set in 1712, we get like, this might be the first predator on earth. Um, you know, so it, it's, it was a cool kind of like nod to these other movies. I'll tell you, coming in not knowing the Predator universe the way you do, Mark, you or anything, I, I uh, was so intrigued by a lot of it, and I really loved this film. I thought mm-hmm. it was so good. It was so well done. Um, kept me really, really interested throughout, and I just... Again, I, talking I, about I, pacing. I, I, yeah, good. very well paced. I'd watch it again right now if I didn't have to go to bed. That's <laughs> if, if, another... Uh, thing real quick just um having watched all the predator movies having think that they just you know have beat it to death pretty much you know i I had very low expectations for this excellent job original story they revitalized they put some life back into a, a, a a a plot that is being recycled and this one still is recycled but it still has a lot of like new life in it and besides all that, the action scenes in this movie and the slaughtering from the Predator was badass. Like when he goes through and just takes out all wow. the French when trappers. He's taking out the trappers. Holy Dude, shit. That was dope. Whoa. Yeah. Vicious Whoa. stuff. Vicious yeah. stuff. Yeah. So very cool. And yeah. that overhead shot and the tall grass when, uh, was it Maru, the protagonist? She's running away uh, with the other guy. Hobby, yep. her brother there. Oh, it's a, the other guy. But yeah. I thought it was her brother at first, but then he mm. pops up later. I'm like, okay, I guess yeah. the brother's not that. Um, but it's like a drone shot almost. And like the tall grass, they're running. And then you see the mm-hmm. predator, like just camouflage. And it's just like, can mm-hmm. run three times as fast as they can and just catches up to him in no time. And then it's just a cloud of blood, a cloud of mist yeah. when he gets Ooh. them. Yeah. Yeah, that's some fucking good stuff. Good times. I think um, <laughs> I think we all love this. What do we all think yeah. out, of, out of five? Uh, actually, real quick. One, one last thing. Predator yeah. related. So, um, it, you know, everyone's talking about this movie. It's super popular. And they're talking about the original Predator now. And so at the beginning, the first Predator was ever 1987. Mm-hmm. It came out. So uh, at the beginning of the movie, when Arnold and his team get to the jungle, 
they find like a bunch of American soldiers that have been killed and skinned alive. Mm-hmm. And they find a set of dog tags. And Arnold's like, oh, I knew this guy. He was a bad dude and blah, blah, blah. He's a good soldier. Yeah. His no name was sneak upon him. Jim Hopper. Ah. So now there's all these theories out there that he didn't actually get killed by the predator. He just dropped his fucking dog tags and got his way out and went to Hawkins, Indiana and became no the, shit. <laughs> became the sheriff Stranger of things. Hawkins, Indiana. Yeah. I, 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 I don't I, think it's true, but I do think it's fun I've to seen think about that. <laughs> the first Predator movie a hundred times and I never made that correlation. I yeah, didn't remember Jim that Hopper name. That's the name that's, of the guy at the beginning. God, the first Predator movie, though, is uh, that's something special. Classic. Yeah, man, Jesse Ventura, Carl Weathers. I mean, come on, yeah. just awesome. awesome. Yeah, I ain't got time to bleed. One of the greatest lines die. in movie history. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> this stuff will turn you into a sexual tyrannosaurus, just like me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, four give out me of five. Rating, or, I'm sorry. Uh, at five stars. Um, while being conservative, this was just a solid, solidly entertaining movie and a quite original with even being a very well-trotted plot and theme. Uh, it's going to be a good, a good four and a quarter for me, a shiny Lovely. four and a quarter. Very nice. Dan? Yeah, I'm, I'm just under you. I'm at a, a solid four this is a an excellent fun movie and like i said you don't even if you've never seen a predator movie before it's still worth watching yeah it's it stands really, alone really really well done yeah yeah this is a four star for me and, and i'm the, and i'm the guy that hasn't seen predator and i fucking love this um i'm i'm with tp i'm a four out of five i just think when this you, is so good when yeah. you say you haven't seen predator do you mean that you have not seen the original predator that's correct <sighs> John Halu. Uh, this is where, this is where you I leave watch you. watch it tonight. It's great. Actually, they, they, I, I did. I was searching. Did you say this through. is where I leave you? Yes, this is where <laughs> This is where we don't speak anymore. This is the moment when looking back, this is where it all happened. Um, no, I was looking through uh, Hulu the other day, and I was happy to see that they're just like dumping all the Predator movies on there now. Of course, of mm-hmm. course. So now I have no excuse, right, Marky? Uh, just Predator One and Two. You can skip right, the rest. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Predator so, Predator but, Two is such a like weird '80s trip, or I'm sorry, '90s trip, because it came out uh, shortly after like RoboCop, and it has that same theme of like the world is just going to shit, and criminals are taking over everything, and then like there's mm. a predator in the city, and he's taking out all these bad guys. That's very that, strange. The Adrian strange Brody predators oh that one wasn't it's terrible not terrible yeah like it's yeah you know it's not one that, of the better ones but it, it's better than alien versus predator a hundred percent and then there was yeah. another uh i forget the name of it there's another aliens for, uh there's another predator movie in there somewhere i mean there's a really yeah bizarre there's a ones. couple alien versus predator ones there's an there's 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 the there's olivia predators yeah, there's a bunch of them. The Olivia Munn project, uh, they tried to say that they had to scrap a bunch of scenes, or they very well could have. There was a dude, I think the movie came out around the Me Too movement, and there was a guy that was like, it's a friend of Brian Singer, who's the director of that movie. And uh, the guy was like a real piece of shit and like 
did some things and they cut all his scenes from the movie. And they tried to say that by cutting his scenes from the movie, the movie wasn't good. I think the movie just wasn't good. And that guy was also in it, <laughs> but um, yeah, there's, there's some uh, interesting ones out there. It was a, aliens for the predator was the one where they're in Antarctica and they come across like a Mayan temple in Antarctica and yeah, ridiculousness. Yeah. <laughs> so this one is, this one is uh, pretty straightforward. Not a, not a deep story. Or I'm sorry, not a complicated story. It, it does have uh, plenty of depth as far as like the emotions and like the character and uh, especially what the protagonist is trying to achieve and go through. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That, that whole idea, like I said, of the, like, don't judge a book by its cover goes all the way through. I mean, that's ha- half the reason she fucking beat the predator was because the predator, you know, didn't, pay attention and like didn't take her as a threat initially because she kind of outsmarted him and you know like her own fucking tribe mates doubted her and didn't you know judged Mm. her because she's a girl yeah and you know like that whole through line i thought you know was really well done and yeah right her her arc was awesome yeah Mm -hmm. i guess that coming of it coming of age story Mm-hmm. Not just a predator thing. Like there was, there was like was the matriarch. So much about her, you know. There was like the matriarch of the tribe that recognized how smart she was and like appreciated her, but also was kind of like a mentor, like this, you know, almost like a, a man's world kind of thing. You know, yeah. It, it, it the movie painted it, painted it in a light that you could become a hunter for the tribe. If you proved yourself, it didn't matter if you were a girl or a guy. Um, But she still had that uphill battle and tried to, had to prove herself. And I liked how she like got in that fist fight with the, uh, the one guy out in the woods and she whooped Mm -hmm. his ass for a bit before he kind of got one over on her. Yeah. And then the predator showed up and fucked them all up. (laughs) Yeah. But this is, this is a really cool film. Um, uh, we we watched a couple Hulu films, and uh, I'd say we we, we uh, more or less recommend both of them to you guys. Yeah, a hundred percent, a thousand percent. Sorry, is what I've been saying tonight. Yeah. Um, so, wow, that was, that was great. We we got two new ones on Hulu that are great. Mm-hmm. Um, the streaming wars are alive and well. Yeah. Um, do you guys? Hulu, have- Hulu is uh, earning their their stay. On, on my on my monthly billing like you know that right. i've been looking yeah. through like should i cut some of these bitches out yeah. right yeah. netflix hulu's hbo not, hulu's hulu. not getting cut for sure no, who, yeah. hulu just earned their stay right i think i think that you know um for original films these these two were um, really good they're really good stuff absolutely so, so that's it for our, our episode as far as reviews go do you guys have anything you want to uh, recommend movie centric or anything to anyone before we, we end up wrapping up the show. Yeah, Any, absolutely. Let's have there? our little recommendation corner here. Uh, since we're talking, Ooh, I like about the name. Hulu. I like the name yeah. recommendation corner. I like it. Right. And here we are. We're meeting here. And we're, since we're talking about Hulu. I know it's not a movie, but there's like a, I may have mentioned it before, but there's a mini series. I, I finished on Hulu called under the banner of heaven. Uh, it stars Andrew Garfield as uh, like this uh, homicide detective, and it's it's all based on a true story. It's set in a 
Utah in like the late 80s where these, uh, you know, like over the top Mormons, there's a murder that happens, but he's a member of the Church of Latter-day Saints, so he feels conflicted about, you know, looking into this murder and it's, it's excellent. Andrew Garfield is so goddamn good in this this series um and like i said it's a, it's a great story i absolutely think you guys should check it out like i said i think it's like seven or eight episodes you know mm. not super long but uh definitely definitely worth the watch you say that's on the hulu yes on the hulu it's called uh, yeah. under the banner of heaven really really uh pumping the hulu tonight that's all right awesome. yeah. well yeah i figured you know, that's where on the hulu train if yeah. uh i've got another one for you on the hulu Mm-hmm. I've been watching the show The Old Man with Jeff Bridges. Oh yes, I gotta check that out. That looks and excellent. I think the either the last episode or it's it's got to be getting close. So they've I didn't realize this, but they've been doing the um, weekly thing because I, th- I believe it's an FX show. And um, Sam and I uh, started watching the show after a recommendation from a friend, and we ran through a bunch. And then we one night went to go play the next episode. And it was like not on yet and like god damn it we caught up <laughs> but it is good it's called the old man um jeff bridges plays an old man and he's a <laughs> clever title <laughs> that's right uh the premise being that he is a ex cia field operative in his uh twilight years and things that he did as a young man in the 80s have resurfaced and he's kind of like reactive, uh, you know, activated again, more or less, not, not condoned by the CIA. In fact, the CIA is like coming after him and he's fucking knocking out these young bucks, these field agents that are coming after him and he's toppling them, fucking them up. And they're like, who is this guy? And it's just Jeff Bridges fucking people up. It's cool. It's a good show. Awesome. So, I'm going to take it down a different road. This isn't uh, a movie or a show, but it's uh, it's 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 a it's a YouTube channel mm-hmm. called uh, Breakfast All Day, and they do uh, movie reviews. They do uh, news. Uh, it's a couple of top critics on Rotten Tomatoes. It's Christy Lemire from RogerEbert.com and uh, Alonzo Duralde from The Wrap, and they do uh, they just do re- you know the the most recent reviews. And they do movie re, uh, news, and uh, they also have a Patreon and stuff. But anyway, mm-hmm. they're really cool, and I agree with a lot of their <laughs> their opinions what's on that, movies. And uh, what's it called again? Breakfast all day. Breakfast all day. That's yeah, a YouTube show. It yeah, it's uh, it's on YouTube. I just I've subscribed to it a while ago, just searching around for like movie reviews and stuff for certain movies, and I stumbled across them. They're great. Also, I kind of wanted to talk about. I haven't seen these films yet because they've just been released by the there's there are things I'm interested in. And okay. I thought maybe like our listeners, um, they're not like, you know, the Thor or the Nopes or the, 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 the big releases, but there's stuff that are getting wide releases or they did, or they're about to, but um, um, bodies, bodies, bodies. Mm-hmm. You guys heard of this? Just got released. Yeah. Just got released wide with Pete Davidson and um, Maria Bakalova from the from the Borat film and and um, mm. 
Um, it's, in, it's a theatrical release. It's right? a theatrical release. Yes. Yeah, so bodies, bodies, bodies. It's kind of funny how you have to say that now. Yeah. Right. It's a theatrical release. So it's basically a group of rich 20 somethings play, plan a hurricane party at a remote family mansion. A party game goes awry in this fresh and funny look at backstabbing fake friends. And one party got very, very wrong. Uh, 90%, 90% on, on Ron Tomatoes right now. Oh, shit. 84% with the audience score. Um, so pretty cool. And then the other one was it's being released limited this week called Emily the Criminal with yes. one of my favorite yeah with one of my favorite actresses Aubrey Plaza. Um, she plays uh, a saddled uh, a student saddled with some debt, locked out of the job market, and uh, she kind of resorts to doing some shady gigs as a dummy shopper buying goods with stolen credit cards and she meets this guy and and uh she's kind of enamored with him and and uh it kind of goes from there but um that's being released limited this this weekend in theaters and then i'm sure it'll go wide but you know aside from like the big stuff there's some other stuff out there if you are a theater goer um that these these are interesting. I can't wait till they they come to streaming or whatever because I I I'm a huge Aubrey Plaza fan, and uh, this one looks really really interesting. So, hey, can I shout shout one out too? That uh, yeah, I, I haven't get seen one. Yet, you get but... one DP. All right, good. Hey-o! I, I just need the one because it's uh, again it's a uh, uh, release in theaters. I think this weekend or maybe previous weekend, but it's uh, it's called Easter Sunday. Uh, it stars Joe Coy, a stand-up hmm. comedian who mm-hmm. I fucking love. The dude is hilarious. TW and I saw Joe Coy live. Yeah, he is no so shit. fucking funny. And I think it's kind of loosely based on like his stand-up yeah. stuff and yep. whatnot. And yeah, so uh, that's one is I want to see. Is that theatrical? Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I've seen the trailer for that a bunch yeah, of times. Yeah, it looks really funny. So, so that, yeah, that's awesome. Like a, like a uh, Thai American or Filipino American? Mm-hmm. How do they? He's, I think he's Filipino. Filipino, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. So, listeners, you've seen any one of these? Hit us up. Let us know what you thought of them. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, we'd love to hear your feedback. All right. And so- if you're uh, listening to us on, you know, uh, iTunes, you know, give us a rating and a review. You know, give us five stars. Write a quick little review. It helps us out tremendously, and we totally, totally appreciate it. So. And if you write a review, we'll read it on the podcast, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Even right, if cool, it's a shitty cool. review. If you think yeah, yeah, we'll read it. Yeah. We know yeah. how to read. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> all right. So that that's um that's it tonight. So for, for Marky and for, for for DP, I'm I'm AJ. This is the movie console, and uh, uh, that's it for tonight. Good night. Night night. Love you, mom. The Movie Council is adjourned.